because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. I got a, so I used to use this webcam. I think I, I think I told you, maybe I didn't tell you what, even saying like I used to use a webcam just sounds sketchy. You know what I mean? It's like webcam girls. Anyways. So I used to use a webcam, but then I got a new, I got a new laptop because the last laptop I had, Adam, believe it or not, was a 2015, 2015 MacBook pro, which was like a unit. It's like a, I mean, it was heavy, it was bulky, but now that computer just decided to stop turning on. I was actually at Tim Parks and I was, I threw, I threw my old laptop away and his Tim Parks is trash. And, um, and I bought a new MacBook Air. It was a long time coming, but point being, Adam, is that I used to have a webcam because my camera was so bad on the last one. And now I've got a flawless camera on this laptop where I don't have to attach something to it. And it even blurs the background. If you see it, the background's kind of blurred. It like has me in focus. It's, it's insane stuff. Insane stuff. So here we are. Look at us go. Le- less than less than one minute in, and you've already said my name twice, Rob. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Another Who's very count? interesting. We had a nice little chat before we pressed the button, and it was interesting to to listen to you get your extended check out and change the tone of your voice. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, could, oh, could, could I possibly get eleven fifteen or eleven thirty? That would be so great. Thank hey. you. So it was pretty pretty dang funny to see that <laughs> that change. I do the same thing, you know, on the you phone. Have to. Got to get that late checkout. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if I could change my tone with my significant other. It'd probably be useful, but I, I don't. <laughs> oh, God. We got we got, uh, we got got our, our boy. The topic's flowing in from Tim Parks. Uh, oh, yeah? At, yeah. I said we're about to pod. He's like, you have any topics you want to talk about? And he, he sent a novel, so we'll get into okay. that at some point. Yeah. Also, within that first minute, not only did I say your name twice, Adam, but I also said Tim Parks' name. So that's a, you go. a hot start. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're, we're good to go. We're good to go. Yeah. So what's you get? Let's, let's just do, let's just get weird. Uh, you know, well, one thing we talked about, there's a lot of other podcasts out there um, that talk about kind of current events that talk about like what's happening, which we do too, which is fine, but let's get weird and just do different stuff. Cause um, everybody's talking about the same stuff and it's kind of like just regurgitating the same nonsense. Obviously we have some different takes on it. We're different people, but um, let's, let's get weird and talk about Tim Park stuff today. Oh, okay. Well, uh, for, first one flowing in, of course, is paddle testing, uh, shocking, you know, yeah. as he, he yeah. wants to talk yeah. about yeah. that. Uh, and you brought up all the other podcasts in the, this pickleball space. And, you know, I, I know a lot of them are pretty quality. I'm not sure any of them are high end elite podcasts like ours right here, but, uh, I, I don't really dabble too much in the pods. As you said, there is some some overlap and some similar information. But say what you want about her personality or how she acts on court. Jill Braverman gives zero F-U-C-K-S's. She really does. She likes to stir up controversy and talk about things, especially paddle testing. And it's actually pretty entertaining. I would say I listened to about five minutes of her previous podcast and she had some good stuff on there and she is, she is not thrilled about a non-level playing field, Robert. Uh, and she has been letting everyone know about it. I mean, I, yeah, say what you will. I, uh, I agree. I think it hasn't been a level playing field and I like that, you know, she had Leia, Leia Jansen on and 
who better to speak their minds than those two? <laughs> I mean, if you want some unfiltered, if you want some unfiltered commentary, you're going to get it from them. Uh, yeah, that's that. And I, I think like somebody, I heard someone mention that they like used to have beef or, or didn't like each other shocking given, you know, how they act on court, but they've just come together over their bond of a level playing field and uh, this paddle testing. And I thought that was pretty damn hilarious. So I uh, hey. very much enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, so so basically what happened is there's this thing called pickle pickleball pro labs that they're doing some testing. It was supposed to happen with the PPA uh, this weekend. And at uh, that particular entity has been doing some testing for MLP. Well, uh, Joe Braverman put out a tweet saying that basically a bunch of paddles failed and they just changed the criteria for for what is illegal in terms of deflection as opposed to really kind of figuring it out in another way. So that's kind of where we stand is that it's gone from, I believe the number was 50 to 42. Uh, so that basically a lot of paddles that were not passing are now passing. So that's, that's kind of where we're at and that, in terms of current that, events. That was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a, I think that was a mid, that was a mid tournament change in, in what was acceptable versus not. I think, I believe the first day, a bunch of paddles got taken out and then the second singles. day, they they dropped it from fifty to forty two mid tournament. Seems seems then optimal situation to change the deflection criteria. Uh, and then I know that uh, Annalie Waters did not play singles, and Jill Braverman also shocking has a big beef with Irina Tarashenko. <laughs> so she's basically <laughs> been screenshotting poor scores that Irina comes up with. Uh, yeah. throughout singles and mixed doubles, which, you know, I'm probably too far, but uh, when you're not involved in it, a little entertaining as well, I would say. Extremely entertaining. <laughs> um, I mean, extremely. Like, this is, this, is, this is what we need. And there's just, just for context, there's been long, long-standing rumors by those people podcasting that that uh, Irina's, that Paddle Tech's, Paddle Tech with Irina's Paddle, and AL's paddle has been extremely hot. And yeah. yeah, so that's that's just the kind of the background and context. Who knows? Um all all I know is that I do agree with Jill Braverman and Leia that we need a level playing field. And it's it's still pretty insane that um yeah, that certain paddles can do more stuff than other paddles. Like it call me old fashioned. I I say we all just play with a we all play with a wood paddle and just go from there. Who cares? I'm coming back. I'm coming back if we're all <laughs> playing with pro lights or wooden. Uh, yeah, and and for me, I I just I, I I think really I, I'm not a whatever materials engineer. I don't know a lot about this stuff, but I feel like the gaps are significant. Like one paddle, you're 28 percent better. Or, or yeah. like it, it, it's really wide. And, and I think in some other sports or maybe it might be a little tighter, slight advantages here or there. But I do think it's pretty lopsided with some, some of the paddles and some of the numbers that I'm hearing. But also, I always like to play good cop, Rob. This shit is happening fast. Okay. Like there's, I mean, I know we have these other sports. Maybe it's sticky stuff for a pitcher in baseball or, or, or sign stealing or what, whatever the hell you have, these little controversies in other sports. And I think that 
most of those controversies in other sports are over a pretty long period of time. There's some incremental changes. Then the, the people trying to get the edge come back and do something else. So this is a tight window, even though it's many months, if not over a year that this stuff has been happening. So I think we need to keep that in mind, uh, even though level playing field for everyone I have ever talked to is, is a huge priority. Yeah. And it just, uh, yeah, I just think you can't be changing. You can't change requirements mid tournament for what's legal versus not legal in a paddle. That's pretty that, that That's that. Well, I'll, I'll just answer, answer that simply with correct. Correct. The <laughs> rules are the rules. They're there for a reason and you can switch, you can do whatever you want as that entity in between uh, having that transparent dialogue. But in, in the, in the middle of a tournament, like you said, I know it's different types of pickleball singles, mixed gender. We're not in a progressive draw here for, for the PPA in Daytona, but you can't do that mid-tournament. You just can't. Yeah, you can't even really do it between tournaments, like from one tournament to the next. It's like there needs to be like it just feels so like willy nilly, like ah, too many paddles are failing. Let's just drop the threshold down a bit today. It's like, what? No, it's yeah, lots not, of great. Like, yeah, it's not how it works or not how it should work. It is how it works because that's what's happening, but it's not how it should work. So um, what do you think? The, what's the answer, Adam? What's you give me the answer right now? How do we fix this? Uh, I, I think it just it's it, I'm not even saying that there is a specific criteria that I have in mind there. there I think the key is that word transparency that I used open dialogue, talking about it not having anything gray there's just there, there's a statement made publicly then there seems to be a little pullback privately or something changed privately and then we kind of have this back and forth uh uh between what's common knowledge and and what's being tweaked behind the scenes and that is the issue in my opinion as opposed to it must be a hard 48 42 50 whatever the number is i don't even know what that shit means yeah and yeah and it doesn't mean much right now because it keeps changing but i've do you feel like do you feel like let's call it the max the max deflection that we see out there and the max spin do you think that's a good threshold for where we're at or do you feel like it's a little overboard in terms of in terms of the game and what it's doing to the game yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's always a battle. I think that there was some real rules put in place early on in this sport to not allow for that, whatever, overwhelming shot making or ability to hit winners from any point in the court. You got the kitchen, you got the underhand serve, you got the type of paddle. So I, I understand speed of game and, you know, kind of finding something that works visually on tv is very important and i'm i'm for that but there has to be some balance between the two so i i think this this game was the sport was created in a certain way and i think it's moving a bit away from that and i think moving a bit away from that is okay but if we get to a point where yeah the 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 grab on the ball and paired with the power, you can literally just pull from anywhere and have success with it, then I think that probably is an issue. Yeah. And I don't know. The more I think about it, people watch some boring shit on TV, man. They do. Because they like it. Because they play it. They watch some boring shit. Like, if I'm an avid bowler, I'll watch watch bowling. I'll watch pro bowling on, on TV. Why not? 
So I, I don't know. I think I think we're pretty obsessed with this idea of making it exciting to watch on TV when in reality, the more people that keep playing, the more people that are going to be interested in watching how the pros do it. I, I think there's too much obsession over this idea that we need to make it exciting on TV. I think it will be exciting to the people that know the game and are interested and play it. And I think that number is going to keep growing. Right. So I think it, to me, it feels like we're trying to rush it. We're trying to rush it and make it exciting on TV right now so we can make money right now. And, you know, that's that's a byproduct of of necessity in a sense, because the league and tours like have dropped a lot of money and now have to figure out how to recoup that. And yeah, I think if we were just a bit more patient and let it unfold, I think the snowball is still growing. And and I think the the viewership aspect of that's the last to come because a lot more people are still getting introduced to the game. They're still going out and playing. They, you know, go out and have a social time. Maybe they don't play tournaments, but they, um, they like getting better. They're going to, they're going to kind of eventually look to see like what, you know, what's the highest level of the sport just out of natural curiosity. And I think that lends itself to growing viewership, not having to come up with gimmicks and change the speed of the game based. I think there's certainly ways to, to make it more appealing to watch, uh, camera angles, graphics, you know, stuff like that. But in terms of changing the absolute fundamental aspect of the rules in the game, I don't think it's necessary. No, I like that. And yeah, I think you're right, Rob. I think the tens of millions of dollars dumped into it for player contracts has expedited this process. So it's instead of a slow build or, or like you said, players playing and then trying to find that highest level just to see what it looks like. Uh, yeah, it, it all happened pretty quickly when, when those contracts kind of started flowing out. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that some of the YouTube numbers are pretty low on, on some of the live streams, but I, I know it does pretty well uh, in general when we, when we get uh, the sport on some of the bigger platforms in terms of, you know, what, uh, whatever the CBS sports and things along, along those lines. So uh, yeah, it's good. It's going to be real, real interesting to see what kind of uh, uh, viewership uh, we get on the streams, but also once it is on a main network and how that stacks up with, you know, whatever you want to call second tier sports, like bowling and uh, cornhole. And I, I know that it's been in a similar, similar time slot to WNBA and done fine uh, in that matchup. So those are, those are all important things. And uh, yeah, guys, guys who are business savvy and invest lots of money like to see returns on that money. So uh, it, it could go, it could go a lot of, a lot of different ways now that we have the heavy hitters all the way involved. Yeah. It seems like a good, transition into into 2024 and what is coming up scheduling there's a lot there's still it's like out of what's today we're getting into kind of close to the end of november and there's still so many unknowns about what next year is going to look like and i think that's going to that's going to continue to be the case until there's a until players are on teams uh because i put together a little spreadsheet of all the different tournaments next year mm -hmm. and Combined with what PPA MLP have combined with APP, I counted 47 weeks of of pickleball. You get five. Um, you get five weeks off. That's easy. 
Come on. <laughs> I mean, Come stop on. being lazy. So, I mean, here? yeah, five weeks of vacation. That's like that's more than most people get a year. That works out, you know. So. Just saying, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, no, you're 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 right, Rob. The schedule is looks a little dicey, and I'm more thinking in terms of what it's going to look like in terms of players playing the tournaments. The the five or six players on an MLP team, a lot of the players that were signed that probably don't fall into that top 96 if you put four on a team for 24 and some of the ideas or some of the thoughts about like i said how are these guys going to recoup their money how are they going to get value out of some of these players is it corporate events is it clinics and teaching is it something that could affect me now i feel very confident in my commentary that i have started to do that more frequently but i guarantee there's several handfuls of players that could be competent as a pickleball analyst. So can they get some value in terms of that situation by putting some players on the mic uh, paired up with, uh, you know, Michelle McMahon or Cam Irwin who can do the play by play. These are all options. And like I said, these guys invested the money. They're going to try to get uh, recoup that money and, and get into the, you know, in the black instead of the red. And if they have to use the players in a variety of ways, I think that's what's going to happen, Rob. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly not going to recoup their investment through those avenues. I think, I think the camp business is a big business, but you need, um, you need, that's more work than just throwing together in a month and having it ready for next year. You sure, know? sure. That's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that. But no, I, I absolutely agree. And I think, I think the really only avenue of, of, this working out for the investors is either a media rights deal that is 20, 30, 50 million uh, a year or, or like an acquisition where something like a, you know, let's call it some, some big sports manager management group comes in and is like, Hey, we want to take this on. Um, and it gives these guys an out. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think, I think, getting as much value out of the players as they can certainly certainly important because that's going to help them minimize their losses because to be clear there it will not be it will not be in the will not be in the black anytime soon is that a like tan selkirk hoodie sorry yeah, my gonna, add kicked gonna, in dude i was gonna do a shout out because the Ooh. the it's like a oh it's called the owen fall collection and dude i got like a a tan hoodie that's so soft. I got oh, a blue one, a blue hoodie that came in. I've got, dude, I've got like this, uh, it's very like lumberjacky, uh, like a full button down that's like a nice blue jacket that that pops. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, and by the way, by the way, Rob, great spiel you gave on that last part, but I a little more focused on the apparel. So I apologize for cutting yeah, you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparel's more important, 100%. Okay, good, good. Glad, <laughs> glad, glad we're on the same page there. Uh, yeah, so, so, uh, and I know we're also going to have some uh, standalone MLP events and then some piggyback yeah. uh, events where we're going to have a, a, a team format for a couple of days and then a standard PPA tour format for a couple of days as well. So lots of week-long events, perfect segue into uh, the progressive draw, big factor uh, for the the... USA Nationals. I know you were not there. You were there for MLP and did not participate in that. What do you think about the progressive draw and kind of pair that with 
some of these week-long events, now that the players are getting more money, uh, could be a good option moving forward. Yeah, I think when it seemed like the players liked it from everything I heard. Uh, as a viewer, I was like, I, I'm ready to watch the next round, you know, I like boring, but um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't totally like it as a viewer, but as a, as a player, you know, I'm sure it's nice knowing kind of what time you're going to play, even though I'm not sure if you knew exactly what time it was. I think it was a followed by situation. And then three out of five, three out of five makes it tough, right? Because it could be, it could be a two, two and two that's done in 35 minutes, or it could be a five gamer that's done in, two and a half hours. So I don't know. I don't know if it helped that much in terms of scheduling, but I think in respect to your question, Adam, of if it's, if it's something where it's a combined event where you're having PPA and MLP, let's call it MLP on the back end of it. Um, having like a progressive draw where you start Monday through Friday and play each round and then start MLP or Monday through Thursday, start MLP on Friday or something. That makes a lot of sense because you have to be there regardless so I like it in that sense. I don't like it if it's just like a standalone PPA event. Gotcha. No, I, yeah, I didn't. It, it does increase the range of time. So harder, harder for scheduling. Uh, yeah. So, but that's the whole point of what they were, they were like, let's make this, we have to make match times more predictable. We have to have set times when you're, this is the absolute opposite of that. Yeah. And, and like, I, that, that's kind of the buzz that I got too from the players. It That's one kind of sad thing about, doing commentary is that you don't you're just in the booth yeah you don't yeah. like I, I like to pop into the player lounge kind of get a buzz or a feel for the tournament and, and kind of that regard it's hard, and, right, and it's hard <laughs> and it's harder to do that when you're working of course so uh but but for the most part that's that's what i feel but from a viewership standpoint to start watching Wednesday and not have a champion for an event from Saturday, I could see where that would be a little sad for for some players or some viewers uh, yeah. uh, watching the event. But yeah, I, I I think it it makes sense from a lot of ways. And as we, you know, the the people doing two jobs pickle on something else has just the percentage has gone down so much uh, given some of the contracts, but even before that. So I I yeah. I, I, I like the week long events, especially with these piggybacked events, and I I think that. Uh, from my perspective as a former player and now a fan, uh, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Fair. 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 What? So give me, cause I left it. I left during, well, obviously after MLP, you stuck around for nationals. Uh, when, for MLP, the venue Brookhaven country club in Dallas was essentially, it felt like a, it felt like a construction zone, to be honest. It wasn't like, it, like there were literally cranes and forklifts and like cardboard cardboard wood boxes everywhere and stuff was moving a bunch of like worker bee ants were all over the place just putting stuff together it just it, it just felt very much like a construction zone um was and it was five from lp in terms of like how many people and spacing and all that stuff but I, I mean, we're talking, we're talking four X, four and a half X of that many people at nationals. So what was the, what was the feel at nationals? Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you there. And it's, it's different as a pro player. You kind of have your little zones. You only play on these handful of courts. So it's almost like, I don't know, like a college town 
in the middle of a crappy town. So you're like on, on pro campus, on pro campus, everything's rosy and you have this nice (laughs) Gothic architecture and then you get off (laughs) off campus and it kind of goes to crap. So uh, that's, that's kind of the buzz from a lot of the amateur and fan perspective is that in that little area with the two tier tent and the championship court, and then those surrounding courts uh, a little more reasonable. And as you get, further out it becomes more of an issue with court spacing and access to you know uh some bathrooms and shade and water and and those kind of uh, things so it did happen very quickly uh i know it's a big investment but it it, yeah it was it was a bit of a construction zone and it the event just maybe never felt fully finished in (laughs) in terms uh, of that uh, of the construction and the things going on but man on that timeline on that timeline to get stuff done and me being to MLP early and then going to the venue, uh, you know, before the pro event started for nationals. I mean, there, there's a ton of people working and very busy and just doing stuff constantly. So, uh, man, there's a lot going on and, and there's just so much more that goes into that stuff than people realize uh, just logistics and, video boards and uh popping up the tents and the and the stands and all those things it's it's a very complex thing and it takes a lot of manpower to do yeah i wasn't a big fan of kind of i mean it looked it looked cool the stadium court uh but man it it like whenever you have something kind of that steep in such a tight area mm-hmm. you're gonna get gnarly shadows and i think mm-hmm. that was like the, the shadow situation was was not very fun because you had them sneaking through like the, the structure and it was just shadows and pickle are tough they are and yeah no i, I yeah the 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 actual structure was cool and they had you could they had the grandstand yeah. right behind you you had you had the two tiers and all that stuff but in terms of playability and, and you know we we had to we had to mention that uh, in the in the booth quite a bit as well because sight lines are just so important for the players and yeah. uh yeah and it, it it was it was kind of moving throughout too so it, it was like yeah. early morning it's good side bad side and then all of a sudden the shadows are right down the middle of the court lengthwise so there there was definitely some some trials and tribulations from the players to get situated and then you can i mean i'm watching the matches i'm i'm analyzing what's happening and i can see like in this sliver of time, first volleys off of drives are not going well for that yep. team. And then you start seeing, oh, they flip ends and this team is lower attacking and they are not on the first counter. And these are th- these are big deals and, yep. and ex- less extended firefights, more one offensive shot point over as opposed to to resetting or or getting into that that lengthy exchange and that's that's what the fans love and i think most people do about the sport so if that's happening less because of some some sight lines then you know that's that that, that's an issue and you know what solves it adam oh indoor pickleball robert go (laughs) (laughs) you said it you said, I said it. it. I said no, but I I also think that the time of year didn't lend itself to that structure. I mean, you do this in summer where the days are longer, the sun's directly overhead. You have you have a much longer window of of good playability where the sun's directly overhead versus kind of, you know, not going fully overhead at all really in the winter too much. So, yeah, but yeah, again, 
doesn't even have to be summer. It just has to be indoors. Solved. I mean, I I scroll through the social media every now and then. I see a, a dang indoor facility every time I scroll through. So let's go. I mean, I, I'm I into it. it. I, I need it to be climate controlled. We, we get above, I don't know, 68. I can't play longer than 20 or 30 minutes, Rob. I got. I need it to be climate controlled for me. What better way to do that than indoors? Absolutely. But you have to be careful, Adam, because when it when that temperature creeps up to 68, 69 indoors, you know what that is. That's cramping weather. <laughs> it's when you least it's when you least expect it, Rob. Yeah. You know, when you're prepared, no. you're hydrating, you're electrolyting, you're all good. You say 68, you kind of take a step back, you don't worry about it. That's when they creep up on you. Have that diet coke, then you go on court and you're done. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come on. That's right. And my new new fatherhood, I've been aggressively drinking caffeine. That's dehydrating as well. It's just it's just it's just hard to win these days, Rob. It's always something. <laughs> so Adam, we have MLP, one more event. It's it's happening. I'm not sure. I don't do you know the details what's happening on the premier side? Because all I know is the challenger side. And I, I do. Yeah, I do. So we're going to have like a little uh, a mini event, uh, San Clemente at the Lifetime Fitness. And, you know, there's a handful of teams that are still in the mix for that super final and a little more, you know, mathematically in a good spot. So so a lot of those those bottom tier teams who don't have an option to, to move on uh, are not going to be there. So uh, did you say it's four? Here, I, I have a message for, right for here, challenger actually. for challenger it's, it's only three four teams. it's three, three okay teams. it's three so it's, it's my team the shock we're playing blqk in a semifinal. gotcha and 8 a.m on De- 8 a.m on december 4th which is a monday monday which uh-huh. we basically they basically pushed everything up because it was supposed to be that thursday that started so monday 8 a.m st louis shock played blqk if the winner of that goes on to play the hard eights, your team on Tuesday morning, I believe at nine 30. That is correct. Yes. So we're basically waiting. Uh, and then for premier, Oh, that's only Tuesday. Let me see if I can find it. Ah, shoot. I can't find it. I'm not going to look it up while we're doing but it. I believe it's, it's still not, not all teams are coming. So challenger three no. teams are coming less than and half. It, it's, yeah. it, it's less than six. I believe it, it's like four or five for premier. Uh, got it. you know, and you have the, uh, you got DC in there. You got the Orlando squeeze who, uh, maybe are, are similar to the hard eights and that they are, have advanced around from their previous successes. So, uh, so there, there, there's a couple teams in, in, in the mix there and it's going to be, it's going to be a, a short session only Monday and Tuesday. That's it. I believe it's the fourth and the fifth. I will yep. be going there to do some commentary, uh, but uh, abbreviated event for sure. Nice. And you got your hard ace plan, which which hopefully it's against us on Tuesday. That'd be fun. Daddy needs that bonus. I need it. I mean, <laughs> That's I, got, right. I got extra miles to feed these days. I got, I got, I got, I got to have that, Rob. I need that bonus. Yeah. Is, um, is uh, Rob playing a little picky? What's she been up to? Yeah, she's not really doing much. So, uh <laughs> yeah, man, this this parent life is tough. I, I just don't understand how people like live a balanced life while having children. It's like taking care of the child, keeping the child alive, simple, pretty easy, not that difficult. Like living a similar life to what you did before that child, very difficult. So strain <laughs> strain on the relationship there. Uh, still have to work with less time. That's an issue. Uh, 
self-care, uh, working <laughs> out, eating healthy, very difficult. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, I see these people having a social life. They're working out at six in the morning. They're, do, they're doing all these things while having a kid or more than one kid. I just don't understand how it's possible. I, I think I'm just too weak for all of that. <laughs> I think you're doing great. You keep well, it up. Well, keep thank it up. you. Thank you, Robert. Yeah. But it, it is a different stage of life. And if you don't really, really want one, don't have one. That's my best <laughs> advice. That's my best advice. Kid's kid's really cute though. I can't argue with that. He's really cute. If he if he wakes up from his nap, I'll grab him for a minute. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 tough. It's That's tough. Good these days. Yeah. yeah. If you don't really want one, don't, don't have, have one. one. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh Oh, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. And we have we have uh, we do have a PPA event going on right now, actually, Daytona, Florida. And I believe there's one more. So uh, uh, for 2023, I mean, one more for 2023. Yeah. Another PPA. Yeah, there's another PPA. And I think it's it's actually in San Clemente, I believe. I believe it's it's in San Clemente. Right. So uh, I think you have to be you have to be top eight, I believe is what it is to qualify for that. Oh, nice. Oh, because they 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 were talking about some of the PPA points to squeeze into that top yeah. eight, kind of yeah. like the I know they do like it for tennis. You're in tennis. finals for tennis. Right. Yeah, same thing. Uh, then we have APP's got one more uh, end of this month, I think the thirtieth or something like that in Where? Chicago, Chicago Ch- indoors. Chicago, Chicago. So, dude, my my schedule is going to be so tight. I've got yeah. I plan on playing with Andre on Sunday and Championship Sunday, and then um, San Clemente's. Monday morning, 8 a.m. The only flight out, oh. the only flight out that I saw into into Orange County Airport from Chicago is at 7 p.m. That gets in at 10:20 p.m., which means I'll be in bed no no earlier than midnight. Meaning I have to be up at 6 a.m. for an 8 a.m. match. That's tough. Not ideal. That's not not ideal. And not ideal. yeah, it's 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 going to be a bit of a squeeze too because we have. You know, a couple more tournaments this year, and Palm Springs, January tenth through fourteenth. That's the first PPA. I mean, oh, January tenth. Now there is a bit of a gap. There's two PPA tournaments without MLP. The first MLP event scheduled for uh, February eighth through eleventh in Los Angeles. But man, just to have all this happening, hopefully get that signature on January 1 to, to officially make this a merger and then you're firing away a tournament January 10th through 14th. I mean, there's no no rest for the weary. Uh, it's it's serious stuff. So on that point, Adam, are you saying a merger has not has not officially happened? Oh, I mean, I, I think that it's yeah, I think it's a dotted line situation and we're in a good spot from what I know, but I, I don't think there's anything being signed till January one, at least that's how I understand it. So, uh, I think it's all just very there's so pale. much. In, there's just so much up in the air. Cause I, I obviously signed an MLP contract, which doesn't talk about needing to play PPAs or it, it obviously, you know, at the time when that contract was, was drawn up, it was, it was anti-PPA, like trying to, you know, avoid playing anything other than MLP events. Mm-hmm. So the only contract I have is that. So I'm 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 confused and curious on like if if I'm gonna need a new contract, if I have to play PPAs, if I don't have to play PPAs because my contract doesn't say anything about PPA. 
And you're uh, and you have you also have freedom to play APPs in your MLP contract, correct? Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it's dude. There's man. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's tough for me in terms of scheduling and what I'm going to be doing next year. I can only imagine for the players. You know, trying to work partners and figure out situations. Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And you know, picking and choosing from that that slate of I believe what you said, 47 tournaments. Uh, it's it's wild times this last month uh, of the season to get everything situated for 24. Yeah, it's insane. Like we don't like to not be able to like do our schedule even right now is pretty, pretty brutal. Cause I think based on what team you're on is going to determine what MLP events you have to actually show up for. Cause you don't have to show up for all of them is my understanding. I believe it's um, half. I, I think you, so, so I think there's going to be a handful of all 24 team events, but most of them are 12 and then the other 12 are, are out. So, so you're exactly right. Uh, I think it's only two or three possibly that where all 24 will be there. But we just don't know which 12. So, yeah. yeah. And then I also kind of understand it as well that we're going to have some combination of auction draft, meaning teams get a set amount of money to bid on players. And then there will be a regular snake draft, uh, which we had done previously, where, you know, first pick, 12th pick, and then you just go back and forth along the draft. And I hear there's going to be, you know, uh, possibly a cap at six players per team. So you can have a single specialist, mixed specialist, whatever the case may be. So uh, that's, that's, that's all fluid. And I think that's where it stands right now, even though I haven't talked to anyone for a couple of days, but th th this stuff is very fluid. And if, you know, I got a message or, or a call, you know, kind of washing a couple of those things I said for, for, for new options, it wouldn't surprise me for a second. Yeah. I'm just looking at Mr. Tim Park's message. What do you say? He only gave us one. He didn't give us more. It's weak garbage. Yeah, it's the paddle, the paddle situation. But um, yeah, I guess he's curious on what happened in Daytona based on changing the changing the threshold for deflection and whose decision that was. And yeah, I, it's yeah, a good question. Uh, yeah, I know it's it's a good question. And I, I, I don't I don't even know whose decision that is. I'm not even positive. So I would imagine it's the PPAs. Uh, yeah, it would like you know it would have to be. I mean, Pro I, Labs I, isn't gonna. Yeah, I didn't like, even. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even realize that Pro Pickle Labs was doing it for MLP and then not PPA. I mean, I'm yeah. a commentator for the event, so I probably should know these things, but I, I didn't even realize. So, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I think it's. Yeah, it's just it's shit showy. So uh, get it, get it situated, get it situated. I mean, I love that we have a podcast and there's we just, it's it's all questions and, and no, zero answers, you know, so hopefully, <laughs> no, hopefully well, the next time we talk, we'll have more answers and less questions. But right now, yeah, I know, I know. Do 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 the other I, I, I don't listen or watch Do the do the other podcasts give answers or do they just have questions too? don't know <laughs> if they're if they have answers. They should share because I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't please. Yeah, please do. Someone put in the in the comments for this pod if the other pods answer the questions that we're asking because we don't know. <laughs> no clue. Yeah, all these questions were. If you guys, if you guys already have answers for all this stuff, let, yeah, tell us. Hey, hey, you you went on dinking with Dow, didn't you? Does, oh, did I ever? Does Dow? Does Dow just he just doesn't care? Did you guys even talk about pickleball or was it more just life and partying and whatnots like that? It's usually just life and you know 
Tao philosophy and how he lives his life and what he believes to his core. And no, we talked a little pickle. We talked a little bit about like, you know, we did some odds and probabilities, some set some lines on who's oh, going to win fun. this. So that's always fun. Um, talked about Andre and I playing. We, I think that was when we played JW and Dylan and blew our game points, match points. Mm, uh, I watched. So we talked a little pickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he's he's a special one. Like I I, I briefly <laughs> chatted with him at nationals, and he was like trying to go to Austin, but there's no rental cars in Dallas, and he's <laughs> talking about taking a bus or bumming a ride from yeah. a random three O, and his. You know, it's 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 when you feel like your life is shambles in shambles, and then you talk to someone like Dow, it makes you feel a little bit better about where you're at. So, uh, I, <laughs> you you have no idea this guy. I don't. I don't. I don't. You're right. You're I mean, right. usually his outfits that he's wearing is a is a Frankenstein mix of everybody else's clothes that he's somehow collected. Like he'll wear like Kohler shorts. He'll be wearing my shirt. He'll be wearing like Scarpa socks and mm -hmm. uh, they have to be his shoes because I'm sure he wears a big shoe. But yeah. um, every, everything's just like a combo platter of, of nonsense with that guy. And, and he's, he's the man. Yeah, no, I've, I've never smelled Scarpa socks, but I would imagine I wouldn't want to use them after Scarpa used them. So, but no, that's... He's, a, he's, a, he's a top three sweater, dude. Yeah, no, he, he, he's, yeah, he really is. He really Who rounds is. out the top three? I, th I think obviously Tyson. Tyson, I mean, I think that I'm 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 up there, even though I don't matter anymore. So we will take me off the list. But Tyson and I were always big. Deckel sweats a lot. Yeah, uh, he's a big sweater. Scarpa. Well, who's 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 having to rotate shoes? Man, any anyone playing in South Florida, that's for sure. Yeah. But yes, we're, we're, when the shoes start bubbling and, and you start taking steps and sliding Squishy because steps. of the bubbling sweaty shoes, that's a problem. And yeah. not not many people get to that point, but uh, there's a there's a few of us out there. And then yeah. you have the and then you have the super annoying like people that don't sweat at all. Yes, whatever. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to think of a name. I know Dil Dylan doesn't seem to sweat that much, and he's just dude. Guys that don't wear sweatbands on their playing on their playing hand blows my mind. I'm like how 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 are you doing this? How are you not and, wearing a sweatband? And no, some people don't use overgrips. They're not using a wristband or an overgrip. It's, They're it's, just using their replacement. Just using grip. the stock, the stock grip. Yeah. What? It's like, who are you, and how is this possible? So, uh, it, it's 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 annoying. Like, I'll, I'll I have started watching a match, long extended points. I look over, not a bead of sweat on someone. I get the hell out of there. I'm like, this yeah. this is ridiculous. I don't want to watch this. These people are not real. So yeah, you don't. Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Oh, we got some live scoring here. Yeah, hit me. Oh, oh. So I was talking to Dow this morning, uh, right. not talking, uh, texting with him, and I, I also texted Johnny Goldberg. I had a good morning of of text conversations with two with two just legends. Um, Goldberg, I was just like, bro, you're gonna own that cross court balloon. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna count out loud on camera how many dinks he misses on the backhand side. <laughs> he's doing that at MLP. Like, that's Goldberg. what. That's true. <laughs> Goldberg. Oh, and with uh with Dow, I was just like, when you guys are playing, when you guys are playing Connor and Alshon, mm -hmm. don't hit that loopy kind of high drop to to Connor because he's gonna just crank the Tui at you. Mm -hmm. He pick Connor. Connor can pick really good spots with the Tui. So I was like, 
Scarpa can keep his drops down a little lower. Scarpa should return. Scarpa should hit thirds to Connor. Mm-hmm. Dow, you should only hit thirds to Alshon because I think Connor's more dangerous off the bounce. Okay. And he's like, he's like, yeah, we're gonna win this. So Dow, Dow's confident. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, I like he, that matchup. Dow Scarpa can beat Alshon and Garnett. I mean, probably I, I, not I favored. Definitely not favored. Well, right now, beat him. right now we have Julian Arnold and Zane Navratil having some major issues with Ryan Skufka and Daniel Jensen. Do you know those two guys? I know, I know, I know uh, Daniel Jensen, Danny. He, um, yeah, Danny's good, dude. I don't okay, know Skufka at all, but Skufka, yeah. So it's a six-three Julian and Zane in the third. Uh, oh. Do you know we have Duong and Duong? Is do you know if Kwong Duong is playing with his dad? I mean, I'm sure you don't. Uh, I'm sure you don't. But Duong and Duong, that's kind of fun. They didn't do very maybe, well, but that's fun. Maybe his brother actually. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just wondering. So anyway, yeah, whatever. Dude, I would I would guess this is his brother because I remember after like maybe an APP or like an interview he did, he was like, "Yeah, so happy I got to win this with my brother here." So mm-hmm. very sweet interview. Very sweet interview. I. I He's a very nice kid from what yeah. I've gathered. I had a couple conversations with him and he's pretty some pretty elite tennis results and often those guys are a-holes. So yeah. He seemed he seemed very very nice and uh mild-mannered and I'm yeah, seemed like a seemed like a good kid. Good kid. Good, good kid. kid. Oh no, Johnny Goldberg didn't get it done. Well, wow, the score. Solid game one though. 11 8 11 3. Tyler Loon yeah. and DJ Young moving forward, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Goldberg. He got. He got. He's got the digits in there a little bit. Four, <laughs> two, six, whatever. Yeah, that's a pretty routine score, though. So uh, yeah, probably not too routine. much. Probably not too many counting. Yeah, that's that. That's the standard score. Like one competitive yeah. game, one one blowout. That that scoreline yeah. happens so frequently, especially in the the first round or two. Do we have uh, Do we have Dallas Garpa scores yet? Let me take a little. Let me take a little look. See here. I do like the live scoring. I wish. Oh, Dal Scarpa. Lost. First game, 11-8, but down 8-2. They're down 8-2 live scoring, which is great. I love that. They have it on three or four courts now. No, no real surprises in the, in the men's draw early uh, as the heavy, most of the heavy hitters moving on, except for that, that Arnold and Navratil match. That's uh, fairly tight in game three. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh what you you got anything else for us, Robert? What uh, what any any we didn't really either have notes, so anything uh, off the cuff or or anything we missed, you think? We talked progression draw, we talked paddles. Mm-hmm. Uh no, I mean not really. Not really. Nothing super nothing any, super exciting. Anything anything else you can throw out that is more questions and less answers? <laughs> <laughs> all, we all we have are questions all we all we have is questions uh yeah all we have is questions and nope let's just let's just this will look a good wrap feels feels right feels right because you know why why because it feels right it feels right legendary yeah.